Right-wing media.net gathers and presents the best of written, visual, audio and graphic conservative social and political content to report the news and to provide relevant criticism and comment. Unlike some other media, we don't hide where we find stuff, and unlike the mainstream media, we definitely do not have any left-wing bent in what we put out. Best of all, we update almost daily with the news and views the other media don't want you to find out about, and we now have a Facebook brother site at Conservative Country News. We also have presences on VK, Twitter and Rightwingmedia.net brings together the best conservative and pro-right minds along with links to these writings, shows, videos and more. Visit Rightwingmedia.net. Hello, I'm Chip, and you're listening to Rightwingmedia.net on the air. Our host. Thank you, Chip, for that wonderful introduction. This is Scott Hum, and you are listening to rightwingmedia.net on the air. This week, we've got a lot of stories going on. But first, before we go into the stories, let's go into the audio of the Amy Coney Barrett swearing-in ceremony for the U.S. Supreme Court. On this October evening, the First Lady and I welcome you to the White House to bear witness to history. In a few moments, we will proudly swear in the newest member of the United States Supreme Court, Justice Amy Coney Barrett. She is one of our nation's most brilliant legal scholars, and she will make an outstanding justice on the highest court in our land. The American people have been profoundly impressed to learn of her achievements, her compassion, her generosity, her faith, and her sterling character. Justice Barrett made clear she will issue rulings based solely upon a faithful reading of the law and the Constitution as written, not legislate from the bench. Justice Barrett, as you take your oath tonight, The legacy of our ancestors falls to you. The American people put their trust in you and their faith in you as you take up the task of defending our laws, our Constitution, and this country that we all love. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, distinguished guests and my fellow citizens. This is a momentous day for America for the United States Constitution, and for the fair and impartial rule of law. The Constitution is the ultimate defense of American liberty. The faithful application of the law is the cornerstone of our republic. That is why, as President, I have no more solemn obligation and no greater honor than to appoint Supreme Court justices. On this October evening, and it is so beautiful, the First Lady and I welcome you to the White House to bear witness to history. In a few moments, we will proudly swear in the newest member of the United States Supreme Court, 
Justice Amy Coney Barrett. She is one of our nation's most brilliant legal scholars, and she will make an outstanding justice on the highest court in our land. Justice Barrett's oath will be administered by the court's longest-serving member, currently on the bench, a man whose allegiance to the law has earned him the respect and gratitude of all Americans, Justice Clarence Thomas. Our country owes a great debt of thanks to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. We appreciate it very much, Mitch. Thank you. And we are grateful as well to the Senate Judiciary Chairman, Lindsey Graham. Thank you, Lindsey. Also with us, Senators Marsha Blackburn, Mike Braun, Bill Cassidy, Kevin Kramer, Ted Cruz, Steve Daines, Ron Johnson, James Lankford, Mike Lee, and Martha McSally. And I hope I didn't leave anybody out. And a very special thanks to our great Vice President, Mike Pence. Thank you, Mike. Also, I want to thank White House Counsel Pat Cipollone. Thank you, Pat. And very importantly, I want to welcome Justice Barrett's husband, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Let me also recognize your seven children, your great, beautiful children who have become really uh, just uh, very, very popular in this nation. People have been watching them and loving them, and they're watching right now back home in Indiana. Thank you very much. But I speak to everyone when I say that the Barrett family has captured America's heart. It is highly fitting that Justice Barrett fills the seat of a true pioneer for women, it's Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Tonight, Justice Barrett becomes not only the fifth woman to serve on our nation's highest court, but the very first mother of school-aged children to become a Supreme Court justice. Very important. Over the past few weeks, the entire world has seen Justice Barrett's deep knowledge, tremendous poise, and towering intellect. She answered questions for hours on end. Throughout her entire confirmation, her impeccable credentials were unquestioned, unchallenged, and obvious to all. Justice Barrett earned a full academic scholarship to Notre Dame Law School graduated first in her class, and served as a clerk for Justice Antonin Scalia. 
She was a beloved professor at Notre Dame Law School for 15 years before I very proudly appointed her to the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit in 2017. The American people have been profoundly impressed to learn of her achievements, her compassion, her generosity, her faith, and her sterling character. Justice Barrett made clear she will issue rulings based solely upon a faithful reading of the law and the Constitution as written, not legislate from the bench. The equal, impartial, and constitutional rule of law that we enjoy every day in America is one of the crowning achievements in the history of human civilization. It is the triumph of reason, experience, and the values which are eternal and everlasting. Our devotion to this inheritance is what has made America the most just, exceptional, and glorious nation ever to exist. I want every American child watching to understand that this is a very special and important ceremony. We are fulfilling the duty that passes to each new generation to sustain the national traditions and virtues that make possible everything we have achieved before that we will do tomorrow because of our Constitution and our culture of freedom. You live in a land where anything is possible and where any dream can come true. No matter who you are, no matter your background, in America, everyone is entitled to equal protection under our laws, and your sacred rights can never, ever be taken away. The march of liberty that began with the American Revolution continues onward this evening. Tonight at the White House, we carry forward the cause of freedom, equality, and justice for which so many generations of Americans have given so much. We honor the cause for which men died to win the Civil War and for which they jumped out of airplanes and shed their blood on distant battlefields. We honor the immortal principles inspired millions in the struggle for civil rights. And we take special pride in the nation that inspires billions of people all over the world. We must never take this radiant inheritance for granted. We must never lose confidence in our history, our heritage, or in our heroes. To reach for the stars, we must stand upon the strong and sturdy foundation built by those incredible Americans who came before. Justice Barrett, as you take your oath tonight, the legacy of our ancestors falls to you. The American people put their trust in you and their faith in you as you take up the task of defending our laws, our Constitution, and this country that we all love. We ask God to give you wisdom and courage. I know you will make us all very, very proud, as long as we are loyal to our founding and to our fellow citizens. America's future will be bright. America's destiny will be great and America's people will forever and always be free. I now ask Justice Thomas to administer 
the oath. Thank you very much. obligation freely that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion or purpose of evasion and that I will well and faithfully discharge and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I'm about to enter the duties of the office on which I am about to enter so help me God so help me God Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you all for being here tonight. And thank you, President Trump, for selecting me to serve as an Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court. It's a privilege to be asked to serve my country in this office, and I stand here tonight truly honored and humbled. Thanks also to the Senate for giving its consent to my appointment. I am grateful for the confidence you have expressed in me, and I pledge to you and to the American people that I will discharge my duties to the very best of my ability. This was a rigorous confirmation process, and I thank all of you, especially Leader McConnell and Chairman Graham, for helping me to navigate it. My heartfelt thanks go to the members of the White House staff and Department of Justice who worked tirelessly to support me through this process. Your stamina is remarkable, and I have been the beneficiary of it. Jesse and I are also so grateful to the many people have supported, who have supported our family over these last several weeks. Through ways both tangible and intangible, you have made this day possible. Jesse and I have been truly awestruck by your generosity. I have spent a good amount of time over the last month at the Senate, both in meetings with individual senators and in days of hearings before the Senate Judiciary Committee. The confirmation process has made ever clearer to me one of the fundamental differences between the federal judiciary and the United States Senate. And perhaps the most acute is the role of policy preferences. 
It is the job of a senator to pursue her policy preferences. In fact, it would be a dereliction of duty for her to put policy goals aside. By contrast, it is the job of a judge to resist her policy preferences. It would be a dereliction of duty for her to give in to them. Federal judges don't stand for election. Thus, they have no basis for claiming that their preferences reflect those of the people. This separation of duty from political preference is what makes the judiciary distinct among the three branches of government. A judge declares independence not only from Congress and the president, but also from the private beliefs that might otherwise move her. The judicial oath captures the essence of the judicial duty. The rule of law must always control. My fellow Americans, even though we judges don't face elections, we still work for you. It is your constitution that establishes the rule of law and the judicial independence that is so central to it. The oath that I have solemnly taken tonight means at its core that I will do my job without any fear or favor and that I will do so independently of both the political branches and of my own preferences. I love the Constitution and the democratic republic that it establishes, and I will devote myself to preserving it. Thank you. And we are back. That was the White House official swearing-in ceremony for Amy Coney Barrett. And the beginning, edited in by us from White House video. We've also done a little bit of work, and you're going to hear it during the break. We want to thank Political Romeo for doing a commercial for us. You're going to be hearing that and also an appeal for you to support this internet radio show and also a way that you could sponsor our show as well. And you'll have that information in just a bit, but you can get that, of course, at rightwingmedia.net. Also uh, this week, a lot of interesting stories going on. Uh, probably the biggest is Tony Bobulinski. I love that name. It's uh, kind of fun to play with. And he has verified for the FBI, and they're saying it's consistent after his interview with Tucker Carlson of Fox News that it is him. It is his writing, etc., in the text messages, emails, etc., and it is a matter of time before other people come forward and say, yes, that is me doing business with them. And then the veracity of the story shines through in its unflattering light. And then we have to look at the Biden family doing business with China or perhaps even Russia. And 
that will be problematic if it's after the election, or maybe not. According to Fox News, more than half of the U.S. military veterans surveyed plan to vote for President Trump in 2020. The campaign is pretty damn smart. Business Insider mentioned that the Trump campaign ran an ad on October 26 that appeared to imply the president won re-election. It was really nice. Flowers blooming, President Trump coming up as the sun, and yeah, of course the announcer saying something effective, I'm your pres- still your president or something. Uh, even though Facebook said it would ban any election content declaring an early victory, they kind of put that ban in on the 27th, the day after the ad appeared. So it wasn't widely shown, but it's in the archives. Mark Zuckerberg is not entirely happy, would be our guess. Also from Business Insider, Fox News staffers say the network is in a panic about election night coverage after top hosts were exposed to a COVID-19 patient during a chartered flight and told to quarantine. Boy, best wishes to, to them. Uh, and uh, we did send him uh, political Romeo, and I did send him a uh, get well and uh, uh, congratulatory message. person who's not getting congratulations is Kamala Harris. Uh, video by Anomaly, that is also, all these stories are available at rightwingmedia.net. Kamala Harris, according to Anomaly, is the fakest person. No, really? Of course, maybe... Why you've never heard much about that, according to the Wall Street Journal, is their question. Why is the media protecting Joe Biden? Maybe they are. And protecting the one of the fakest people around, too. Fox News uh, mentioned, was probably the first to mention, ironically enough, uh, riots breaking out in Philadelphia after a fatal police shooting. And President Trump, in a similar story, preparing or saying he is prepared to deploy federal resources to Philly if necessary. President with uh, golden cojones. An organization or a uh, media outlet with less than uh, sterling cojones, HuffPost, they put out an article wondering if the coronavirus hysteria is an attempt to demoralize Trump voters. Maybe. Maybe. But of course, they downplayed that possibility a bit. Another guy we follow is, uh, besides Anomaly, is Tim Poole. Tim had a really cool video, and it's up at rightwingmedia.net. Democrats frantically backtrailing, and they think that there is a big advantage for President Trump. And, of course, according to Fox News, there is a really big advantage. Trump supporters don't believe polls and predict a re-election landslide. Again, we've got the Tony Bobulinski interview. A, uh, I guess you'd call that a hit run for Tucker Carlson. We've got that up at rightwingmedia.net. Uh, Dan Bugino has said this is the interview that should change everything. Uh, unfortunately, there was an op-ed piece, uh, Breitbart mentioned, that uh, created some other problems. Miles Taylor, a uh, former Homeland Security guru, admits he was the anonymous White House official behind a New York Times resistance op-ed piece that was critical of President Trump. Yes, there are 
Political Romeo mentioned to me the other day, yes, there are moles everywhere in the Trump administration. But uh, according to Rush Limbaugh, if you're serious about draining the swamp, you must vote Trump. We're going to come back after the break. And after the break, by the way, you are going to get to hear. In fact, uh, I think what we'll do just for the fun of it, Chip, if you can get that uh, queued up, I think that would be really neat. We're going to come back with the Daisy 2020 video. And you are listening to rightwingmedia.net on the air. This is Scott Hum, and we'll be right back right after this. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Go to rightwingmedia.net, get yourself active on there, be part of the conversation, because this is where we will tell you the full real news. We will never lie to you. We will never tell you orange man bad. Go to rightwingmedia.net, enjoy the conversations that you see on there, because there's the conversation that we need to have of making America red pill. We need to red pill America again. We need America to start waking up and realizing that this stuff is huge. This is part of the red pill that we have to accept. So join the conversation by going to rightwingmedia.net and just watch all the stuff that you need to know about what really everybody's saying and what Trump has really said. All the things that the conservatives normally will not be able to talk a lot about, but we will be able to see in different discussions from different social media platforms to podcasts. We're going to red pill these demo rats and we're going to red pill them today. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics. And if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Rightwingmedia.net gathers and presents the best of written, visual, audio and graphic conservative social and political content to report the news and to provide relevant criticism and comment. Unlike some other media, we don't hide where we find stuff. And unlike the mainstream media, we definitely do not have any left-wing bent in what we put out. Best of all, we update almost daily with the news and views the other media don't want you to find out about. And we now have a Facebook brother site at Conservative Country News. We also have presences on VK, Twitter and Gab. Rightwingmedia.net brings together the best conservative and pro-right minds, along with links to these writings, shows, videos, and more. Visit rightwingmedia.net. If the water is flowing at the low water crossing, turn around, turn around. Don't risk your life, don't do it, you might not make it through it. Turn around, turn around. By taking
disaster tips from the objects left behind. My home wasn't insured, but you can check your insurance policy now to make sure you're covered. Oh. My savings are lost, but you can put money aside and plan for unexpected disaster costs. We're lost forever, but you can scan important documents now so they survive. For more tips on how to prepare, visit ready.gov. You have the right to know. The right to know about culture. The right to know about the economy. The right to know about technology and to know about sports. You have the right to know about education and politics and the weather. You have the right to know what's happening abroad and in your backyard. But above all else, you have the right to know that this right is under attack and we must work to protect it. Because in order to be free, we must be informed. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org Did you know you can become a supporter of RightWingMedia.net on the air for as little as 99 cents per month? Or even $4.99 per month? Or even $9.99 per month? Support this podcast, this internet radio show, with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes visit anchor.fm forward slash rightwingmedia.net and when you type out rightwingmedia.net this time just make it a bunch of words but that's what the rightwingmedia.net on the air internet radio show is not we are not a bunch of words we are the conservative voice of rightwingmedia.net and our Facebook brother site, Conservative Country News. Again, that web address is anchor.fm forward slash rightwingmedia.net as words, not the .net. But without your money, we may not be able to bring you the words that you're listening to now. Thank you very much, Chip. Great music, and uh, and uh, no, seriously, just a little bit of music, but a couple of spots. Thanks again to Political Romeo for voicing one of those for us. In 1964, there was a political campaign between Goldwater and... Um, McGovern, I think, was it? I forget who. Let me see. Let's look this up while we're at it here. 1964 presidential election. Oh, okay. Lyndon Johnson, who was the vice president under Kennedy. Kennedy was shot. He defeated Barry Goldwater, the Republican nominee. Now... Here's a big way of how they did it. And if you haven't seen it, you can look it up and see it. But we've gone one step further. What they did is they took a little girl and had her mangling the count of how many petals she was picking off a little flower. A countdown of 10 through 1 joined her as the picture froze and started going into an extreme close-up into her eye. Once it did, and the countdown reached zero, a nuclear bomb exploded. Everyone 
had been in their minds afraid of Barry Goldwater being that conservative that he might use nuclear arms and cause a nuclear war. And so that is the fear they painted with that spot. A little girl picking off daisies, suddenly becoming victim, we presume, to a nuclear war. At the end was the caption, Vote Johnson. That spot was only run once. Now, we've taken that spot one step further. Same little girl, only instead of the nuclear bomb going off, our announcer in the spot warns us that other things could happen. And as those uh, other things unfold, we see what looks like Antifa and other scoundrels causing a battle in the streets with screams and bullets and horrible things. At the end is the Trump flag and the announcer going, vote Trump. Before we close out the show, let's go ahead and hear that. And again, we want to thank you for listening and being part of rightwingmedia.net on the air. One, two, three, four, five, seven, six, six, eight, nine. If Joe Biden wins on November 3rd, here's what we might get later. Vote Trump. Vote Trump.